0: Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Okay, Church, we are back with our fourth episode in this six-part series talking about the six essential elements of discipleship. Uh, we are going to be uh, chatting with Matt and Emily Hoford again. Hoford, say what's up. Hey. Hello. All right, sweet. Thanks for being here. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Connect. Um, we just heard a couple episodes ago a little bit about your guys' life updates, so anything... Change in that time period. We're going to pretend like we're not recording this immediately <laughs> yeah. after the yeah, last one. Yeah, it's going to be recorded. interesting.
1: Are we still living in an RV or are we not? I I'm not know. sure. Maybe. All I
2: know is we are that much closer to moving into our house, so we're we're excited. <laughs> there you go. By, by God's grace, yeah. Amen. There you
0: go. Two weeks. Wouldn't that be wild if you could just like all of a sudden wake up and be like, oh, two weeks from now, this all you lived all that. Would life. you though? No,
1: you wouldn't. No. Even if it's hard, right? No
0: even if it's hard. Yep. So uh, we are going to be talking about connecting today. Um, And the reason that connect is one of the elements of discipleship is that when we look in the New Testament, there is no concept of a Lone Ranger Christian. And so we need to understand that it's important for us to be connected with other believers as part of not just our growth, but essential for other people's growth as well. Because if we just have this individualistic eyes and lens where we're looking at ourselves, um, we're missing what God is up to because first and foremost, our salvation isn't even so much for us or about us, but it's about God's glory. And he has invited us and breathed life into us because that's just who he is and what he's done to reveal himself to the world. Right. So, um, when we are talking about connecting, um, yeah, there's, there's no way that you can actually be a disciple of Jesus unless you're, um, disciples that are, you know, either missionaries to an unreached part of the world for a season. Like that is not, there's going to be some support or some connectivity to other believers. Hopefully you're not just sent out by yourself. You don't have a sending church or people you're connected to organization, whatever. Uh, or, um, you're John on the island of Patmos, yeah. like which right. then you're converting jailers <laughs> yes. and you know ministering <laughs> right. people there. So there's no such thing as lone ranger Christian, um, and we think that being connected um, is about actively participating in the church community in order to live out the one another's of the New Testament. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to chat about today. So let's jump into that. There's a saw going on in the background. Uh, or a vacuum i don't know someone's working hard we're, gonna, we're thankful we're for them we're gonna do it. Praise Power yeah, the Lord. Lord. Yep. Um, so when we talk about connecting uh what scriptures apply here what comes to mind for you guys what encourages you you mean to go what?
1: um just the one that i thought of was um the first corinthians 12 like the different parts of the body and how they all work together to um help god's kingdom flourish um and Maddie came home, my oldest, the other day from a youth night and she was talking about, I think maybe it was a youth conference. I don't know if she told you about this, the skinny legged man, like the weightlifter that has like huge upper body and tiny little legs. And so they were encouraging the kids not to be skinny legged weightlifters. She had a funnier phrase than that. And it's, you know, just talking about like each part of the body is worth pouring into and worth having on your team. And I'm always encouraged, you know, like different parts of the body are more visible than others. Um but not necessarily more important, and I'm always so encouraged by the people in the church and in God's family that like are you know kind of on the background and hiding a little bit um, just playing just as big of a role as the person is that's up on stage that people can see um that always encourages me you know the the kind of the quiet um, giver of themselves um yep. in the church family,
2: yeah, that's good, yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned earlier, Sam, just. In scripture, there's no examples of Lone Ranger Christians, even Paul, who you could say was maybe the most influential follower of Christ ever. He had relationships with people. He was pouring into people. He was allowing people to care for him, to pray for him. And if, if he can't be a Lone Ranger, then nobody can, mm-hmm. right? I also think you mentioned the one another. So there's a lot of one another's in the New Testament. You can't do a one another without another. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, that, that's just implicit in the one another's, yeah. right? Uh, in addition to what you mentioned, Emily, I also look at Acts 2. That's kind of the, the stereotypical uh, community passage, right? So Acts 2, 42 through 47, just kind of the early church, the the body of believers, what they were doing, what God was doing, what their focus was. Um, That's kind of a a scripture that I like to go to as well. Um, But then even just looking at the different descriptors of what a local church is, it's, you mentioned the body of Christ, right? It's the bride of Christ. It's a church family. We're adopted as sons and daughters of Christ or of God when we put our faith in Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just that language in and of itself just says, yeah, you can't do this by yourself. This is not a Lone Ranger game. You need community. You need mm-hmm. other believers in your lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. How, like, how have you guys seen this play out in your life, um, whether that's your coming to faith or being disciple, discipling others? I mean, all of these things, like the Christian walk is one in which our lives are interconnected with other brothers and sisters. So what... How have you seen God work through this? What does this look like for you guys?
2: Yeah, I think you mentioned my faith story. I mean, it was. I was there were a handful of men in my life who uh, took me seriously, even though I was a younger kid who probably screwed around a lot and shared the gospel, poured into me. I had people in college who were very intentional with discipling me, with teaching me how to read and how to pray and how to memorize scripture and doing all those things. And I think as kind of maturing in my faith, just having men in my life who were willing to say hard things, who were willing to point things out that I wasn't even seeing, Mm -hmm. who were willing to challenge and encourage me and spur me on. And it's like, gosh, if I was relying on myself to look at myself and evaluate myself, it would have been a disaster. Um, But just over the course of my life, there's been people, both men and women, who've just spoke truth to me, who've encouraged me, who've spurred me on. It's like, without them, where would I be right now? Yeah. Right? So God's used other people in awesome ways just to get me to where I am right now, which has been encouraging.
0: Emily, what about you? Yeah,
1: my mind is like a hundred different places. I could pick like a thousand <laughs> different like examples of how this has affected me. Um, I'll pick just one, like just the accountability of just, you know, having people run beside you, just encouraging you to um, continue on in your faith walk. Um, I Confessing sin, I just feel like, you know, if you keep it inside, like it's in the dark, you know, yeah. as soon as you like can say it out loud to people, Who love you and who are believers, like the Lord can use it and work on it. And I just think um, you can't do that without other people, you know, encouraging you on. And um, especially when it's, you know, when you're in a community of believers, you're loved no matter what. You know, it's like, I can be me, I can be myself, I can say what's on my heart, and I know that they're going to encourage me and spur me on. And I think also, like, just the physical needs, you know, that you help each other with. I feel like we've been on the receiving end of that since we've been here. You know, so many people have offered to just love us well, just physically. I think that's a big part of, you know, loving your community and your family well too.
2: It's really interesting. I think um, COVID gave people permission to not be a part of a body for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And well, I can just wake up and stay in my pajamas and watch church on TV. And, and I, I cannot be known other than through a screen for a few months or, or a year mm-hmm. and just seeing the damage that that did in a few people's lives who i know who were able to just kind of pull away it's like what what happened it's like well you removed yourself from community
0: mm.
2: and you didn't have people encouraging you didn't have people speaking truth in your life you didn't have people holding you accountable and look what happened um i just remember being really convicted by hebrews 10 uh Twenty-four, twenty-five. it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we are to continually reminding ourselves and other believers of what we're putting our hope in, mm-hmm. of when Christ returns. And in the meantime, we're meeting together, we're stirring each other um, up to love and good works, we're encouraging each other. And that can't happen in isolation. Yep. And, and when people live in isolation, it's very rarely if ever a good thing and you just see people kind of taper off and fade into the distance and you catch up with them a year or two later like what happened It's like well their community was gone Mm -hmm. they they left their community Mm -hmm. it was a sad thing
0: yeah um okay so maybe matt and emily both of you guys can speak to this maybe matt a little bit more um when we think about just like the way that we structure intentional community within church. Like why, why do we have connection group? You know, why, why do we have opportunities for people to do a discipleship group or, um, provide areas for people to serve alongside other people on a consistent basis? Like all of that stuff, uh, is just to, just to do all the churchy things, right. Just to check all the right. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it is hard. You
2: think of Veritas and we got a lot of people coming on a Sunday and it's super easy to come in late and to leave early and to not be known and to not know anybody. And like the church of our size could facilitate that very easily. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we don't want that to happen. And so we want people to not only come, but to get involved, to serve, like you're saying, to become members, to get in a connection group, to get in a discipleship group. And in all those things, you're opening your life up to other people and you're opening God's word and praying for each other and encouraging each other, spring each other on. All, all those things that scripture talks about And you're just putting yourself in a position to both use other people to work in your life, but then also to allow God to use you to work in the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. And it's just really encouraging being here now and just talking to Connection Group leaders and hearing stories. How have you seen God at work? And it is incredible with uh, God just using ordinary average people, once again, like me and you, to do incredible things. And God winning souls for the kingdom Mm -hmm. and God maturing people over time and God rallying around people who are going through hardships and God celebrating with people who are going through exciting times. And it's awesome to be able to see groups of five, 10, 15, 20 people doing that. Whereas if they were coming and leaving and not known, that would never happen. Mm -hmm. And so God works in community and he uses other people to mold and shape you. And it's a really encouraging thing to see that.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Um, how, how, how can we grow as a church? Yeah. More people committing to that more, yeah. more, if, if you are listening to this and you are somebody who comes in and then yeah. immediately leaves, like stop it, <laughs> yeah, <right. Yes. laughs> find, a, find a place yeah, to that's, serve, get connected, that's meet the other part. people, yeah, like, make yourself is, available.
2: Is, yeah. is there's different people at different levels. Right. And so maybe you are just coming and leaving. It's like, gosh, go through starting point. Yeah. Learn more about our church, hear our history, hear what we value and just learn more. And then go to launch point, which uh, we talk about the church and the gospel and kind of these six elements and also really dive into connection groups. And then get in a connection group, right? Get into a group of 15, 16, 17 people who are just doing life together, opening God's word together, praying together, encouraging, spurring on accountability, all those things. Mm -hmm. And then become a member. Like put yourself under the authority of a local church, where you're saying, I want the elders and pastors of this church to encourage me, to spur me on, to hold me accountable, to call me to things, to when I fall short or I'm slipping away, they're gonna bring me back and they're gonna encourage me and challenge I me. Mean, like, all those things, like we want people, whatever level you're at, if you wanna call it that, to take that next step. Maybe you're like, ah, I'm in all those things. Maybe a discipleship group. Recently joined one with a couple guys and it's awesome to be able to come together with, with a smaller group of people and just be more real, more authentic, share how scripture is challenging and encourage me, pray for them, pray with them, get encouraged to be an everyday missionary. What does it look like to be evangelical? And what does it look like to share your faith and just be challenged in all those ways. And so depending on where our listeners are at, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a next step. There is a next step. And it can be any one of those things. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think too, encouraging like the people, a lot of people are in connection groups. I want to encourage those of you that are in a connection group to like commit to that family too. Like not, not a lot of people are the leaders, but those leaders need people in their group that are pouring into other people Mm -hmm. too. And pour it back into your leaders. And, Do the one another commands with your leader as well. And um, just love our connection group leaders well, love each other well. You know, sometimes your connection group can even feel kind of big. So grab a couple people from your connection group and, you know, do dinner together. Sometimes I leave connection group, I'm like, gosh, I I wish we could like parent together more. You know, I think some of that really practical stuff Mm -hmm. gets kind of lost and like it's huge. I, I connected with some of my women. A couple maybe a month ago now and it was like I just need you like is anyone willing to just like open our budgets together like I I'm gonna show you like our budget can you show me your like how much do you spend on groceries every month I feel like we're spending like a million dollars to feed people like is there a better way to do this and potty train how do you you know I how do you feed kids and I just think think like when you live in a family together, like that stuff happens and mm-hmm. we need to make sure that, you know, we're connecting in that way too and go to the grocery store together. Cause I feel like sometimes it's like, I don't have another hour in my day to like commit to another meeting. And sometimes I think we just need to like do more life together so mm-hmm. we can, you know, just help each other in the life department yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Um, Matt, you, you mentioned a, a group or discipleship group um one of the things that i think is sweet about that is like where a connection group is a lot more structured like there's a process to get into that Um, we've got the discipleship group starter kits um just right out there on the slat wall um right as you walk in or come out of the auditorium and anybody can pick that up and find a group of people who are like all you need to do is say it literally walks you through it's like Determine a time, determine a place. What are you gonna do? Like yeah. and walk you through here's some habits of what it means to be a disciple of right. Jesus. Pray together, read together, like find something. Um, it's not like you going and starting your own connection group, um, but you're in a connection group. You also are in a discipleship group. Right. It's another it's a smaller context. Mm-hmm. It can I've seen people that in their own connection group have you Know a couple discipleship groups within right. their connection group yeah. and mix those up sometimes, and yeah. um, so that's not really something that we like logistically manage and oversee, right? Um, we've got some helps along the way that are kind of built in there, but anybody can do that. Is that have a women thing, too? Can a oh, woman yeah. grab one? Oh, yeah. You don't anybody, have to like
1: know everything about the Bible before nope. you grab one, yeah. and okay, anybody sweet.
0: who is wanting to discover and learn more about what it means to be a disciple. You can go and pick one of those up, find one, two, three other people. It's not like you're not starting a ministry, right? right? Like a huge yep. massive meeting. Right. Um, Maybe
1: even my 14 year old could yeah. pick one up and do it with yeah. some Absolutely. kids or something. So that's a great opportunity. Sweet. What there. a great resource. Um,
0: so we'd love it for more people. That are
1: you wrapping you that. us up? I have one more no, thought. That's, I'm not, I am not. just want to really talk about membership at all. There. Yeah, And I think that sometimes gets lost a little bit in like how important that is. And is that important? Well, I, it, you know, a lot of people are like, I serve, I go on Sundays, I'm in a connection group. Like I don't, I don't really need to do the membership thing. Um, and I think that's one thing that you and I are both like, some people you should be a member. I, we do. We pound that a little bit, and I think with good reason. So, can well, we but I share I can, that?
0: I, I consider myself a member. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. I'm just. I'm, I <laughs> can think, I calm, Well, then I, do it. Yeah, because <laughs> right. part of part of it is the submission yeah. aspect right. of like I need leaders in my life. Yeah. And we yeah. do have a process. So, um, I mean, that's always on the website. You can go in there and engage with it. I think it's down the footer. Scroll down to the bottom. Click membership. Right. Uh, we've got a little blurb there and a, a way to get connected. But we have a membership yeah. class. Uh, and, right. and it's not just a, like, check the box thing. Like, you will meet with an elder or a pastor. And we will talk about areas of your life and things that are going on. Not for the sake of, like, trying to shame you or guilt you into stuff, but um Membership is about being known right. and being committed. And we want to make sure that we're on the same page and that we right. know how to care for and encourage and yes, challenge and rebuke exactly. you and spur you on. So right. yeah, um,
1: I think like, you know, talking about elders being like the shepherds of their flock, like that's what yeah, you talk that's, about That's a the lot. biggest
0: thing is, is uh,
2: if as an elder, you're held accountable to those who you are shepherding, that's yep. a pretty big responsibility. The question becomes, who are you shepherding? And and where is your time and energy going to go towards as well? It's going to yep. go to the people who have said, be my shepherd. Yep. It's going to go to the people who have said, I want to be a member of this church and under the authority of this group of elders. Yep. And so I think that in and of itself is a reason too. I mean, yeah, be a part of a church, be a member of a church. If you're not, maybe if your last church, like, well, this is what membership meant. No, we really try to be intentional with membership and have a reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And, um, mold and shape and care for and pray for our members intentionally as a church
0: yeah yeah that's good good call out i love it (laughs) um anything else resources that you guys can think about when it comes to connecting um what has shaped you guys or anything that you want to share with us
2: yeah i mean i think the habits of grace book once again that i promote a couple weeks ago it doesn't necessarily talk about all these things the way that we do them, but it does build a case for doing ministry and relationships with others, which yeah. I think is super helpful. Um, discipleship Group Starter Kit you mentioned, Sam, yeah. right? Info yep. Central on the Slat Wall too. And then I read a book a while ago. It doesn't align with what, what we do necessarily to a T, but it's Brad House's book on community. I read that a handful of years ago. Mm. And, and once again, I mean, just, just super helpful to be reminded of the importance of community, why it matters, what it could look like, how God can use it. And so those are just a few, few resources. I also think of all the elements of discipleship, when it comes to connect, we have pretty streamlined processes in place, mm-hmm. right? And so like you mentioned earlier, there is a next step for everyone. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in all those things, okay, what does it look like to live after one another's more effectively mm-hmm. in my group. I mean, yeah. you can always grow in those areas also. Yeah.
1: If I go to like the first starting point class, am I, am, is my life committed forever? Or can I just take that one step without feeling like that the
2: weight of the world is and on my we shoulders? we might even try to dissuade you to not come back if, if <laughs> you think there's a better church in town yep. that's gospel preaching, gospel believing that would fit you better. It is a good Great. first
0: step. Go. Yep. Great. Yep. Sweet. You
2: so no, you're not fun. signing your life away. Okay.
0: Just wanted to throw that out there. Good deal. All right. Hoferts, thanks once again. Appreciate it. Um, guys, remember that as we're talking about these elements of discipleship, it's like it's looking at a different angle of the same thing. So these are all connected and woven in together. Um, and we just want to continue to submit all of our life under the authority of Jesus, the authority of scripture, and um, seek to live that out in practical ways uh, and grow and grow the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus. So, um, yeah, uh, if you are somebody who's just kind of going with the flow and doing your own thing, um, challenge you to pray about that and ask God to reveal why you're doing that or what's going on or what your hesitations are. Um, and then ask questions, come talk. Um, we're not, we're not going to bite anybody's head off for having a different perspective or (laughs) having a different, um, Um, what sort of preference for ministry model or something Um, but uh, yeah like Matt said we want to help people get connected uh, in a way that they're going to see more flourishing in their life for God's glory to be displayed because once again we want to be about raising a mature disciples sending out everyday missionaries and glorifying God in all of life Uh, and that comes to the way that we interact with other people and the way that other people are interacting with us for God's glory so Hofertz, thanks for being here appreciate it church love you guys Uh, we will I always want to say we'll see you later, uh, chat later. I mean, you'll listen to us blabber and talk at some point, <laughs> probably. <Yes>. Maybe you'll <laughs> never be back. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care.